Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Speakishly Well Behaved Kids. This is a series of podcasts that's dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and a play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom, so I'm in on this with a lot of you. I learned many of my lessons, like you do, from your children, but I've also learned from my child's clients over the years. It's informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. I will cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and they're life-altering. They will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, and how you feel about yourself around children. They'll also improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There'll be special guests. We have one today uh, that will further um, our conversation and uh, about parenting and children. And you'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book on freakishly well-behaved children and check out my website, www.integrativecounseling, that's one word, .us, and follow me on Twitter at Dr. Uh, Jody Mullen. Also, you can follow um, us on Naughty no, at Naughty No More on Instagram. Um, so my guest for today, my special guest for today, is uh, Michael Mullen. He's a friend, a mental health counselor, dad, coach, professor, and one of my co-authors on Naughty No More. So that's why I plugged Naughty No More there. He's also my husband. So welcome, honey. Hi, Michael. Hello. Okay. So, Michael, first of all, um, in getting started, you know, I said that you were um, a coach. And can you just, like, give a little bit of your background on coaching so folks can know, um, you know, like, who this is coming from? Right. Um, well, I started coaching back in 1986. That was my first uh, coaching job. I was coaching at the high school level, and I did that for a few years, and then I went on to become an assistant college basketball coach. I coached at two different colleges. And um, and then from there, um, I worked any number of basketball camps over the years, and I've also gone on to coach high school basketball again. Mm-hmm. And now I do a lot of youth uh, coaching. Um, I've also coached uh, a little bit of popcorn football, um, but basketball is my passion and my love, so... Okay, so the youngest kids that you've coached, how, what's the youngest age group that you've coached? Four. <laughs> and uh, all the way up through college. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's a wide range. Okay, so maybe um, as you're talking about this, I have some questions that I, you know, want to ask you that I, um, you know, I, I just hear other parents asking when we're talking about our kids playing sports, but... Um, you know, some of these, I imagine, are a little bit different whether we're talking about those really young kids mm-hmm. or we're talking about, um, you know, middle schoolers or high schoolers. So there may be a couple of ways to delineate that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so I'd like to start with this question. What are some of the most important things that parents need to know about their kids playing organized sports? So we're really focusing here today on organized sports and not just, you know, pick up game uh, outside or playing, you know, playing in the park with their, meeting up with their friends. So what do you think they, um, parents need to know about kids on organized sports? Well, there's typically, you know, one of the things that you have to recognize 
is that the individuals involved um, often all have different goals. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the coaches have goals of their own for the team. Mm -hmm. They want the team to perform well. It may be that they want the team to win, but they want the team to perform well. Parents often want, because their children are playing, they want to see their children playing. Mm -hmm. um, that's often the main goal for parents. They want to see their, their kids play and often get upset or disappointed when their kids aren't getting playing time. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get to the kids, <laughs> especially the younger they are, the more this is true, although it does continue even up through high school, typically their main goal mm -hmm. is to have fun, and there's research that shows that. They want to enjoy themselves. They want, they're doing it because they, you know, they love the game or right. have passion for it. As they start to get older, then um, oftentimes players, even though they may be playing a team sport, of course, mm -hmm. when you're talking about you know, individual sports and team sports, right. I'm, I'm going to come from the team sport um, aspect. When you're playing a team sport, you're part of a unit, and you and you may want to win as a player, right? But you also want to play. Okay. You want to be out there. You want to play, and so so that creates some of the tension and dynamics that um, you know can lead to problems uh, if you're not clear about what it is that everybody's after. Okay. So when. So then when I ask, like, what are some of the most important things parents need to know is just that that people are coming at this from different places, yeah. you know. And so um, and so in talking even maybe uh, with your kids about playing an organized team sport, um, you know, what is, what's the kind of conversation or what are some themes of a conversation that would be useful? Because I, I think... I mean, having, you know, um, a 13-year-old who played a little bit of team sports and hated it, <laughs> and having a almost 10-year-old who plays tons of team sports and loves it is uh, organized, um, is, um, you, you know, like, they, I think that kids can feel the tension of the very goals um, among the parents, among the coaches, and among, you know, just being part of the team. So, like, how do you talk? How do you prepare your kids for that, or how do you talk to them as they're going through it? I know those are two separate questions. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of hard because like, I think too, kids. The, the kids will often. There's a piece of them that wants to please, mm -hmm. and so you know, it's kind of who they are and what their situation. But, but often they, they they want their parents to be proud of them, mm -hmm. but they also want their coaches to, to be proud of them, mm -hmm. and so. Sometimes they get differing messages, and so that ends up being confusing for the kids. Okay. So it, it helps, you know, for parents to be on par with the coaches mm -hmm. and the coaches and parents to communicate um, with one another because you don't want getting, you know, you don't want them getting confusing messages. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other thing too is they'll kids will take their cues from the adults that are around them. Whether that's parents or even or coaches, and you know if games aren't going well or the officials aren't so great or that kind of stuff, and people are getting upset, you can see the kids break down, mm -hmm. and and that's one of the worst things 
happen or take place when you're talking about performance mm -hmm. because it's increasing stress levels and they're losing their focus. And if you want a higher level of performance, which is what we do when we're right. playing sports, we want to perform at a particular level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, research tells us the higher the stress, the more we're going to revert back to some of our most basal um, habits. And that can be, you know, problematic because now the performance is going to suffer because of that. So it helps to kind of keep your cool and, you know, stay as even as you can because then the kids will take their cue from that. Okay, so one way, this is another question I have. So one way that parents can support their their children, and you actually already answered that, I, at least one way, mm -hmm. is, by, is by, you know, being really thoughtful about what they're putting out there, their behavior. And I'll just go back to something we talked about. Um, a lot about here on Freakishly Well Behaved is that kids are these master readers of nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. So even that parent is not yelling or not saying anything or even, you know, doesn't call their child over and says something to them, that, you know, your child looks to you. You know, um, we were watching my son's basketball game the other night and this uh, a parent I was sitting next to, her son, you know, shot a basket and went in and he was, you know, elated and he looked right at her for his cue. I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was that obvious. And so they're reading those cues. So it's not just what you say there, but also like your overall behavior. And remember, kids are amazing readers of nonverbal behavior. So so what are some ways that parents parents can support their um child? Yeah. Well and, and to just kind of take okay. back on that. Um they often, um, they, they, you know, they want that acceptance. They want to know, oh, you know, are you proud of me? So, well, I mean, so one of the best things you can do is let them know that you're proud of them. Win or lose or however they perform because no matter what, like, we don't, I don't think we consciously recognize that no matter how easy it may be when you're playing mm -hmm. or if it still takes courage to get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. And so you should be just proud of the fact that they're willing to do it and that they're excited and passionate with something that right. they want to do it and want to stick with it and, and those kinds of things. Um, because that will pay dividends in, in other areas right. um, in the rest of their life. The translates outside of yeah. sports. Yeah. So oftentimes, I think one of the things you know, it's the coach's job to help the players understand um, what they did well and what they need to correct. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard as parents, because I know this as a parent, being a coach, um, you know, I often have to catch myself and take a step back, um, you know, with our own son because I coach him at times, and, I, you know, I coach our daughter. But we can oftentimes be too critical, of our own kids. Of our own kids. Okay. Or, right, or we can be the other way, oh, you're the greatest right. thing since sliced bread, and so now they have an unrealistic um, view of what's really going on. Mm -hmm. So you want to stay away from the extremes. Okay. But one of the things that you can do to help them, and, and what it will do will help them think critically about their performance and what's going on, is you can ask them questions, empowering questions, things like, okay, can you name three things you feel like you did well? Okay. And then, well, okay, what makes you think that you did those well? Mm -hmm. So can you 
give me behavioral cues or clues to yes. what happened. Yes. Um, so you're setting your in that way you're setting your kids up to really be like like sort of a self coach and assessing their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And because and, and that's one of the things I know as a coach, things that we're doing well, mm -hmm. I want them to recognize that because I want them to continue doing that. Right. Because if they do more of that, then that means they'll be doing less of what the problematic things are. Okay. And so, you know, that's a piece. So as a parent, you know, if you can reinforce it, because you may, I mean, let's face it, you may get a coach who's not like that. Right. You know, and I don't know that I'm like that all right. the time. You know? Well, and, and I, I will say, like, I had, I had a coach who was not like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and I think, um, you know, many, I'm sure you listening can relate to that. It's like you remember that coach, and, you know, and you, and you try to figure out, like, why did they hate me? Because that's what it felt like, yes. you know, as a kid. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, some of us go into our kids playing organized sports wanting to protect them from our that coach that we had, you know, when we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and, you know, those, those things end up being impactful mm -hmm. on us. And, and, but it doesn't mean that, it destroys us or, right, right. you know, sometimes it helps us to get stronger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it would be nice if right. not all coaches were like that. But sometimes you also get coaches who go to the other end, and they're like, everything's sunshine and roses, right. and, and that's not realistic either. Right. Um, and then I don't know if that really helps players get better, mm -hmm. because if they're not correcting some of the things that they could correct, right. then that's not helping them move forward. Right. Um, and it doesn't help the team. Mm -hmm. So the so the parents um, so one of the things that they can do is just ask their kids you know about their own view of how they play mm -hmm. and, and really engage in that way and again that's something that we talk about a lot here on Freakishly Well Behaved Kids you know we talk about um, you know being able to communicate with your kids so just in case you haven't heard this before or maybe it's good to reinforce this is you want to be at their level. Um, physically when you're doing that. So if they're sitting on the floor, you want to be sitting on the floor. If you're, uh, you know, you're way taller than your child, I'm not way taller than at least one of my children anymore. Um, but the one that I am still calling, and I want to be crouched down so I can have uh, direct eye contact with him, you know, that kind of thing. So um, keeping that going. You know, all, the other thing, you know, as you were talking about that is, um, you know, you're speaking mostly as a coach, but then, um, and I know this is only really a certain group of people and maybe a small percentage of, um, what are some of the things that you think are helpful when you are, you know, the coach and the parent, you know, um, in terms of your own kid? Because I know a lot of parents who, who coach their own kid, that, that's hard on the kid and it's, mm -hmm. hard, and it's hard on the parent. So, what, you know, what are some things that have worked for you that way? Um. Well, you know, sometimes in the, in the heat of battle and the games are going on and things like that, you can get like a little, hey, well, I mean, it happens. Yeah. You're, you're in it. And, you know, I'm trying to focus on everybody. And I know it's like my son, there'll be times where like, he's looking at me. And, I, and, you know, so what I have to do is I have to have conversations with him mm -hmm. afterwards, away from him and say, look it, just do your thing. Right. Just, you know, just play. And if there's problems or anything, whatever, we'll talk about it afterwards. Don't. But when the game's going on, just just play. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is um, I have an assistant coach now. I'm coaching youth 
basketball, and him and assistant coach, and his son's on the team as well. So I recognize, you, you know, there can be some dynamics there. Mm-hmm. And so when I told him, I said, look, we're making a deal, and here's the deal. You're not allowed to talk to your son. Okay. I'm only allowed to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, when there's something going on, you talk to my son. Okay. So that that way they're getting it from mm-hmm. a, a little bit more objective individual mm-hmm. um, because it can be difficult at times to maintain your objectivity. <laughs> so that so that's that's something that's working for you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what about? So, and because you have multiple roles here, um, and then what about as a parent? You know, so when you're a parent, well, and you, you know, and I think a lot of us think we know a lot about sports. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, well, that's what you know, ESPN and all these yeah. sports shows now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you play fantasy football, you know, must know something about popcorn or football. You know, that like that kind of thing. But I can spell football. That means I know something. <laughs> but I, but. You know, regardless, that is how we feel. We're a really sports-oriented culture. Yeah. You know, so so what are some things that um, when you are coaching kids that could be helpful in terms of dealing with parents and, you know, parents feeling like, you know, I, I mean, because I stand on the sidelines a lot, I've you know, only coached a couple of times in a book you know, a long time ago, is when I'm on the sidelines, you'll hear parents say, like, why, you know, they, they make a lot of comments about the coach. Why would they do that? Why isn't he playing my kid? That was stupid. You know, like, they, um, it's a lot of feedback, <laughs> so to speak. Right. So how could that feedback, you know, be more useful to the coach? I mean, how do you talk to the coach as a parent? Well, so the first thing you have to recognize, um, as a parent, and dealing with coaches, um, depending, if it's youth sports, you better recognize and realize that these individuals are volunteering their time. They may not be professionals, but they're volunteering their time, Mm -hmm. and um, I would assume they're doing the best job that they can. Mm -hmm. and, And so they're not worried just about your child. They have all of the kids on the team to worry about yeah. and, the, and, the, and the dynamics that that creates as well. Yeah. So the coaches get pulled in many different directions. And so and they, many of them see the game differently because they're paying attention mm-hmm. to, to so many things going on at one time. As a parent, you're watching your kid. Right. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, even I do that. Right. And I, you know, except when I'm coaching my team that my kid is on. Right. But, I, you know, there are times where I'm like, hmm, mental health, this you know, happen. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that after. Um, if your child is at the middle school level or high school level, then the coach is there. You need to know that they have taken, they've had to have taken college courses mm-hmm. in order to even coach. Not on coaching in general right. and in that specific sport. So they've had to learn strategy mm-hmm. and, and those types of things and skill development. Um, and so, it, you know, it's always interesting to me that people often think they know more than the coach. I mean, we have people who think yeah. that, that, you know, that they know more than a college coach or, you know, a professional coach. Right. Um, but it's interesting because I don't, like, those people wouldn't think of going into their attorney's office their accountant's office, um, or their banker and other professionals and tell them that what they're doing is wrong and and just criticize them 
the way that coaches get criticized. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, but, so how do you talk? You know, how would you recommend a parent talk to a coach if they do have, you know, either questions or feedback? Mm-hmm. You know, for right. our coach. Well, I know, you know, as a baseball coach, and I know a long time ago he had a particular rule. Um, he was a high school coach, and, you know, where he was, their teams had won the state championship uh, a number of times at, at the highest level, had uh, players that went on to play at the college level and professional, mm-hmm. and he had one rule. He said, I will talk to any parent. I'll right. talk to any parent. When you want to come in, you want to talk to me, we can sit down and have a conversation. But the one rule was, don't ever ask me about playing time. Oh, okay. And so he says, if you want to talk to me about how your child can get better, mm-hmm. then let's have a conversation about that. And I'll be honest with you, I'll lay that out. Right. So as a parent, when you start asking about playing time, now that's it, 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 it's setting up a no-win dynamic. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. So if you want your child to get more playing time, then they, they may need to get better. And so that's what you want to ask. You want to ask, okay, so what, you know, what, what does my child need to do to get better? And what can I do to support them in that? How can I help them? Are there drills that I could do? Could you show me how to help with those drills? Or, you know, and the coach may be able to teach you, mm-hmm. you know, what to do. If it's things you, that you can do at home or, right. you know, otherwise. Well, and, and we actually um, tried that out because our son um, was playing a sport and not getting a lot of playing time and feeling really bad about, you mm-hmm. know, um, not getting a lot of playing time, but and wanted to be better, mm-hmm. and so um, that you know we did that with that coach, and mm-hmm. um, and that's exactly what happened. So we tried it out. We're not just telling you to do something we have, <laughs> haven't tried ourselves. I want to go back to something that we that we actually started off with though, and um, in just talking about some of those younger kids, um, you had said that like uh, the research shows that what the kids want is to have fun. Mm-hmm. So how do you promote that? You know, so even because sometimes, like I think, the sport atmosphere like really focuses on winning and competition, yeah. And winning, yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So now, and I'm sorry, is this about as a parent or as a coach? Oh, I don't. You can maybe both. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, well, as a coach, um, and I know this because I also study performance. Um, you know, and I've read a couple of wonderful books on this. And here's what we know: whether it's performance in sports or otherwise. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we know, if we're focusing on the outcome, mm-hmm. our performance is actually going to go down. Right. And so we don't want to focus on the outcome, which is the winning, mm-hmm. right? Winners, we know this, winners do not focus on winning. Winners focus on the process and what it is they have to do. So execution. Mm-hmm. So you might hear announcers talk about that, like um, color commentators. Right. They talk about, well, you know, they need to execute better. They need to execute mm-hmm. better. That's what it means. Okay. Because if you execute, then you'll get at least close to the outcome you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so really it's about execution, it's about process. So as a coach, that's what I'm looking for. I'm also looking, especially with the younger kids, what I'm looking to do is to infuse some competitive type games mm-hmm. that are fun but also skill builders. Okay. So I might, you know, split the kids up, you know, for basketball, split the kids up into a couple of teams and they have to shoot from a spot, first team to ten wins, right. okay. you know, or things like that. Or there's another game that I love to play, and the kids absolutely love it. It's called Thieves. Mm-hmm. So we have a huge bunch of basketballs, and they sit in a hula hoop out in the center, and they're broken up into three teams, and they have to run uh, out, grab a ball. They can only go one at a time, one person from each team, and they have to dribble the ball back 
to their hoop. They use, right. Each team has a hoop. So they put it in the hoop, and then once all the golf balls are gone from the middle, then you start stealing it from other teams. Mm-hmm. And the team who has the most balls at the end of the time limit right. wins. But what it's doing is it's working on their, their dribbling mm-hmm. and their speed. Yeah. And so they're still dribbling, but it's fun. They don't even think about it that right. way. And so that's, that's a piece of it. So you make things competitive, but you make it fun for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you just have to be a little creative with that. Because you want to continue, no matter what you do, you still want to, them to be um, building skills, right. whatever those are. And, so, and, then, and then as a parent, like, because a lot of times you'll hear, I mean, you hear parents talk about that their, their child doesn't want to play anymore. They, you know, um, they've had a bad experience or their team keeps losing and they don't want to play right. anymore. So how does a parent do, like, leave that fun factor in for them? Yeah. Well, and, that, yeah and that's kind of hard because, I, like, as a coach, I know I've been, I've been right. able to coach teams that have gone on to feed and I've had right. teams that, I've never had a team that at least hasn't won at least one game. Okay. Well, <laughs> had those experiences. Okay. And when they're when they're younger kids, sometimes you know I think younger kids can be a little more resilient because mm-hmm. they're up because they do want to have fun, mm-hmm. and so they get excited by the small victories. Right. So the parent, that's what you want to do. You want you know don't worry about their team winning. Worry about oh you know look at you guys executed this really well. You know, so there might only be two or three things that they did well in the game, but if they did them extremely well, that's something to get excited about mm-hmm. because they're getting it. And, and you know, if they get better um, with each game, right. that's what you want. Those are victories. And people say, oh, there's no more victories. Uh, you know, okay. right. you still need to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, these aren't professionals. Right. And so, and, and here's the thing about professionals. They could go, you know, they could win all of their games or they could lose all their games. They're still getting paid. Right. <laughs> right. They're still going to get paid. Right. So, you know, I think it's different when they're younger kids. Uh-huh. When they start to get a little older, you know, and that winning piece happens, I've seen this with teams too, they mentally or subconsciously almost kind of quit. Uh-huh. And they, when, what happens to the expectations, they might be doing well, but, okay, well, when, when are the bad things going to start happening? Right. So then they actually, you know, um, have that take place because it's self-sabotage. Right. So that's one of those things that you got to be careful about and you want to talk about. Just say, you know, don't focus, again, focus on your performance mm-hmm. and the execution. And as you do that, you, you know, things will, you'll get better because losing is temporary. Right. As is winning. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're, they're both temporary. One of my friends was uh, saying just the other day that her son, he, he's six, he said um, uh, he was he, he was playing with his cousin who doesn't get to play with, you know, very often, and he was saying, like, when I'm playing with my cousin, I should just be playing with my cousin and not thinking about, oh, this is my only time I'm going to get to play with him, because then playing with him isn't as fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was, like, so cool because he was just, he was, like, speaking about that mindfulness and the joy that, you know, comes with playing. So, and and we could talk, I mean, this would take uh, up a whole bunch of our time, but we could just talk about all the things, wellness-centered things that happen, you know, when kids are playing. So, but, you know, to have them in organized sports is, you know, can be a very good thing for a lot of reasons, yeah. but, you know, and I think that um, some parents um, sometimes shy away from it because they're, you know, worried about because they've had poor experiences on themselves, 
you know, or they're just worried, you know, about coaches or whatever. And, and I guess I would say, you know, if you don't, if if you really don't trust uh, the coach, then then don't put your kid on that team. That you always have to, as a parent, you know, do yeah, advocate, yeah, advocate for your kid. And especially if it's like one of those instinctual feelings, then you know, then you're not, then you're not going to have a good time watching your kid. And yeah. and, and and that it should be fun to you too. You know, like right. if it's stressing you out. Um, to get your parents to, or to get your child to all these practices and go to all these games, and, and you're always stressed out about that. Your child needs that too, and so it has to be fun, you know, for you as well. well we're almost out of time, Michael. Is there anything else, you know, that you would like to kind of end with, and you know, make sure everybody knows before we call it quits for today? Sure. I think two things. Number one, part of it, we were just like, you know, if, if someone's losing. But that's an identity piece. And so if they're getting upset, then there's something with their identity that they're wrapping up with that. And as a, right, right. Quitting makes you a loser. Mm-hmm. But losing doesn't make you a loser, right? Winners still get up even after they lost, and they'll keep going. And then the other thing is you can hear the saying, you know, such and such uh, develops character. Right. You know, like football. And, and I don't think in a sports doesn't develop character. What sports does is reveal character, mm-hmm. especially when you're losing. Right. You know? Are you an individual who, pull, you know, pull yourself up and stay after it? Mm-hmm. That's character. Yeah. You know? It's easy to win, but it's not so easy when you're losing. And so if you're determined, you have that determination, because life at times can get very, very difficult. Right. You know? And so sports can help you with some of that. Um, resiliency. Great. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Michael, for um, sharing all of that with us. Thank you. And, and you know, if, if you guys have more questions that are connected to kids in sports, let me know. I'll have Michael back. We'll talk about some more things because there's a lot to talk about. Have a great day, and I hope your kids become freakishly well-behaved.